Winans hitting 241 on the year, right-handed batter, and she takes that first pitch outside for a ball. Winings coming in, hitting 310 in conference play, nine hits, five RBIs. Out of this 26-man roster on Anderson, they've got only three juniors, no seniors. That pitch hangs outside for a ball, 2-0. and We were able to talk a little bit about that with Coach Tony Holloway in the pregame, just how young this team was. He thought he was going to have a completely different lineup in the preseason, and then when they got into the regular season, it was really young freshmen and sophomores. Miller into the wind and the 2-0 pitch with one away, and that's at the knees of called strike 2-1. and one. He was able to tell us a little bit about their non-conference schedule, which was really tough. He he liked that for the younger girls, and uh, it's kind of paid off. Obviously, was able to sneak into the tournament as the three seed, so had a pretty solid conference run. And the 2-1 pitch to Winans hangs upstairs and outside, 3-1. and one. Wheeler's on deck, and then comes Heron. There's one away here in the second inning. Miller into the wind. And the pitch to the plate is over the heart of the plate for a strike, three and two. Can't harp on how important it is to let Miller trust her defense. Don't give up free bases. Again, that hurt us in the in the regular season matchup. So trust your defense and let them make plays behind you. Three and two the pitch. Miller into the wind. And the payoff to Winant swung on and grounded wide of third and foul. Bramble will give chase. It's important until Miller gets herself situated out on the mound, as we've talked about several times, that she keeps these Anderson bats quiet. Winans, three and two. Boy, when you look at this lineup that Anderson has put out there, they've got all sophomores and freshmen until you get down to the number nine hitter, and that's Taylor Johnson. She's a junior. And the pitch to Winans is just call off the outside corner for a ball. Ball four, second walk of the ball game given up by Miller, and that'll bring up Wheeler. Looks like Coach Goddard is going to ask the home plate umpire where that missed. And uh, like I said, this is two innings in a row that uh, Sarah's put a runner on due to a walk, and uh, Anderson get opportunity to, to get on the board first. So that'll bring to the plate Ashley Wheeler. Wheeler hitting 222, the DP this afternoon. So the runner at first base is Winans, and Winans as a catcher has not stolen any bases this year. So you wouldn't expect her to be much of a threat to steal, but we'll see what happens here with Miller. One away, and the first pitch to Wheeler swung on and grounded foul past the third base bag. Then bounces off the dugout and into the field of play. On one to count. Anderson has had a storied tradition. They won the HCAC tournament from 2011 through 2015. In 2012, they finished 32 and 12 under Holloway. They fell to eventual champion Linfield in the regionals. That pitch is a called strike at the knees. And the count goes on two. He had a really good stretch there, like you mentioned, through that 2011 to 2015 season and a couple of conference championships and NCAA regional appearances. So Coach Holloway's done it all in his career there at Anderson. It's a really good job. Into the wind, Miller. 
And the 0-2 swung on, hit out into left field, and that will be in fair territory. Bramble will chase it down. They're going to round the runner at second and take her into third base. That is Winans, and going into second base with a stand-up double is Wheeler. Winans took a pitch out there and drove it out to left field, and uh, Bramble looks like she bobbled it just a little bit. Uh, luckily, they didn't send the runner from uh, third and was got second and third, and Anderson's got a real opportunity here early with only one out here in the top of the second, and Miller's got a real situation on their hands. Yep, second and third. Winans at second, at third. Wheeler is at second, and that brings up Samantha Heron. Still one down, and Elizabeth Ivers is going to go to the mound, and now we appear to be having some lineup changes. Heron, the shortstop, is scheduled to be the hitter. And we're going to have a pinch runner at third base. And let's see who that's going to be for Anderson. At second base it will be. So Wheeler is going to leave the ball game and coming into run. Will be number Ariel two. And that is Ariel, Ariel Cowan. So Ariel Cowan is into the ball game. She's got a couple stolen bases on the year. Another freshman hasn't played much in it as the runner. Dave, we're going to have a stoppage in play as the sprinkler has turned on out in left field. <laughs> you don't see that much. Last time I saw it was in Wrigley Field, which, by the way, you mentioned it coming up here. This field... It's kind of reminiscent of Wrigley Field in Chicago with all the trees and the vines around the outfield fence. Yeah, well, the way that the field sits, we're looking dead into downtown Lexington. It's got the whole brick wall with the ivy kind of draped over top of it when you're coming in off the main road. Back here in the outfield, they've got the brick wall. So it kind of does give you that Chicago Wrigley Field kind of yeah. kind of style. Well, so the maintenance department goes out there and takes care of the sprinkler system being on as we get back to action it'll be Cowan at second base Winan at third and it brings up Samantha Heron the shortstop batting 288 on the year right handed batter another freshman and Miller into the wind with one away and that pitch is a ball inside 1-0 Finch and playing eight up in on the batter here, look for maybe a potential squeeze, a ball in play. Any way that Anderson can get on early is going to be really important for them. Miller into the line. Cam McCool warming up in the bullpen, by the way, for the Lions. That pitch swung on a miss, gets away from Ivers, and it'll bounce over near the third base side. Evidently, they're going to call that a foul ball. Looks like she got a piece of it, kind of ricocheted it off at Ivers and rolled down into the third base dugout for a strike call. So the count one and one. Miller with runners at second and third. No score. We're in the second inning. And the pitch to the plate swung on and grounded past the third base bag, but foul. And the count now one and two. Two here. And Taylor Johnson, the number nine hitter, is on deck. Outfield playing straight away for the Lions. Woodyard in right. Otto in center. Bramble in left. And the 1-2 pitch to Heron. Swung on and missed strike three. Big K by Miller. Really big job by Sarah to just kind of stick to it. Obviously, Anderson's threatened here with runners on second and third with only one out. 
Gets the batter striking out there on a swing, and uh, we've got two outs with the number nine hitter coming up, so hopefully Sarah can get out of this jam and the Lions offense can get going. Johnson hitting 311 on the year. Eight RBIs on the season. Number nine hitter, left-handed batter. She is the only junior in the lineup today for Anderson. Everybody else is a sophomore or a freshman. Miller with two down, still runners at second and third, and that pitch is just tapped to third base, grabbed by Miller, throw to first in time to get the runner at first base in Johnson, and Miller pitches out of the inning. But in the inning for Anderson, they get no runs on one hit. They leave two on, no Mount Errors. We head to the bottom of the second, and there's no score here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, whether it's spirit wear, gifts, or snacks. But the Roar Store is more. They offer everything from notebooks to laundry detergent, even brake fluid and tire repair, plus a wide range of food and drink. And it's just a walk away. It's not just a bookstore, it's an everything store. The Roar Store in the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Look around you. One in four kids in the U.S. faces hunger. It's not always easy to see the signs, but in this land of plenty, there are kids that don't know where they will get their next meal. Join Share Our Strength in Food Network and take the pledge to end childhood hunger here in America by 2015. Learn how at nokidhungry.org. Their next meal could come from you. Back here in Lexington, Kentucky, where the Lions are in a scoreless duel as we head to the bottom of the second inning. It will be Miller, Bramble, and Hodge for Mount St. Joseph. Boy, Sarah did a nice job of pitching out of a two-on, one-out jam. Really good play by Sarah. Johnson was able to hit a slow roller back to her. Miller came out of the circle and made a play, and it was a bang-bang call at first with Johnson's speed, but Miller was able to get the punch out and get out of the jam. Miller? Hitting 347 on the year. Five homers, 32 RBIs, leads the team in, bo- in the RBI category and takes that first pitch from Kern outside and high for a ball. Miller's been really hot here in conference play for the Mount, hitting 512 in conference play, a couple home runs, big time RBIs, so hopefully she can help herself out here. And the 1 0 popped into left field for a base hit. Right on cue, Sarah finds a pitch to bloop over the shortstop's head into left field and for a single to lead off the inning here in the bottom of the second. First hit of the ball game for the mount. Miller on at first base, and it brings to the plate Casey Bramble. Bramble, left fielder, hitting 359 on the season for the Lions. And she has come up with a couple of the biggest home runs this season for Mount St. Joseph. Two homers and 12 RBIs on the year. Right-handed batter. Bramble peering in against Kern. And she'll square to bunt, bunts it up the first baseline, and it'll go fair. And they throw it down the right field line. And rounding second and going into third is Miller, but Bramble will stay at first base. Boy, what a bunt by Bramble. And the catcher just threw it right past the first baseman for the first error of the ball game. Casey Bramble's speed right there was the difference maker in the play. She was able to lay down a bunt right down the first baseline. The catcher came out to make a play, fielded it cleanly, just threw it in the dirt. It was all the way to go, all the way into the right field. Sarah Miller was able to go from first to third on the bunt. The Lions are in business with runners on the corners and no outs. 
Bramble on the year has two for two in stolen bases, and it brings up to the plate Maya Hodge. I think you've got to send Bramble here second, and, and Short's playing way far away from second. I think Bramble can still second and see if Anderson would throw down. And the pitch. There goes Bramble. Ball outside. Throw it down to second. They're going to throw it to the shortstop. So Bramble goes in with the stolen base, holding it third as Miller. Smart job there by Coach Goddard like we said, the second baseman and the shortstop were playing pretty far away from the bag. Anderson didn't really even want to attempt to throw down a second with the shortstop coming up and cutting off that throw. Bramble is able to get second. Lions have something going here with second and third. No outs with Hodge up to the plate. Hodge, 1-0 the count. And the pitch swung on. Line into center field. Base hit. That'll score Miller. Rounding third is Bramble. Here comes the throw to the plate. It's not in time. Lions lead it 2-0 as Hodge goes into second base with a base hit and advances on the throw to home. We've talked about Maya Hodge all year. Freshman year, she's really stepped up defensively. She's been hot early on in the year. Kind of dipped down here in the middle half of the season. And in the back end, she's been outstanding at the plate for the mount. Was able to drive in two. Bramble and Miller was able to score in the, in the Lions. Jump on the board with a 2-0 lead. No outs and Hodge still at second. For Hodge on the year, that's her 11th RBI of the season. Lions lead it 2 to nothing here in the second inning of play. They're able to do what Anderson couldn't in the top half of the inning. Hodge still at second base. Nobody down. And it brings up to the place Gracie Woodyard. And the pitch is outside for a ball. 1-0 the count. Warming up in the bullpen. Down the first base side for Anderson is Amy Cook, a junior right-hander. 1-0 the count now to Woodyard. Gabbard is on deck. Nobody down here in the second. That pitch swung on, popped up near first base. Coming over is the first base with Mutterspaw and grabs it for the first out of the inning. Holding it second is Hodge. Mutterspaw just literally had to stand right there on the bag. Woodyard popped it up. Mutterspaw had to take maybe one step away from first base and got underneath of it for the first out. But uh, we've still got the bottom half of this lineup that's been outstanding in Gracie Woodyard, Maya Hodge, Gabbard, and Fincham here with only one out and Hodge still at second. Gabbard on the year two for five against Anderson in that doubleheader. And that pitch swung on and lined down the right field line. It'll go foul up against the bullpen screen. Boy, Gabbard was going the opposite direction, but just it just curved foul at the last minute. Owen won the count. You can, you can make the argument that Gabbard's one of the most underrated players in the conference, hitting 476 in her sophomore season. She's been outstanding in conference play. Defensively, she's been great at first base and uh, can't speak highly enough about our freshmen and sophomores on this team. Hodge at second, one away here in the second inning. Lions lead it 2 nothing. And Kern's pitch bounces way in front of the plate and skips in and hits Gabbard, so she'll take her base. That's about the most un-injury type of being hit by a pitch as you can get. The ball bounced about three times before it caught her in the ankle. Gabbard did a really good job of just kind of staying in place in the box. It literally rolled up and hit her in the left foot. And uh, we've still got runners at first and second. Only one out. And Fincham coming up to the plate. And really big opportunity for the Lions to get another run on the board. Only 2 nothing here lead, but when you get opportunities early in the game to bust this thing open, you've really got to come up with it. Fincham takes the first pitch outside for a ball. She's hitting 316 on the year. She was one for one against Anderson. Didn't play in the second game. Walked three times in the first game. 
She's got that wide open stance now. And she's really turned her season around when she went to that. That pitch is a changeup called strike. One and one. Hodge at second. Gabbard is at first. One away and Tucker's on deck. Can't speak enough of what the bottom of the lineup's really been for, you know, from Bramble, Hodge, Woodyard, Gabbard to Fincham. They've been really hot here in the back half of the conference season and done a really good job for the Mount offense. One and one the count. Kern delivers, and that pitch is lined past the first base side and foul. Coach Morris has got to come up with some plays right there. As a line drive into foul territory, she moves out of the way. Have to question that play later on. Well, she takes after you on any fly ball (laughs) near us. You just climb under the table. (laughs) Hey, we we should have brought our glove. We're out here in right field, right underneath the scoreboard. There is a chance that we might get a ball. Sarah Miller's hit the, the scoreboard this year on a home run. Remember that one. And the 1-1 swung on and grounded to first base. Stepping on the bag is Lowry. She'll throw to second in time to double up Gabbard. And a DP will end the inning for the Lions. But in the inning, they pick up two runs on two base hits. One, Anderson error, and the Lions leave one on base as we head to the third. It's 2 nothing Mount on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Social media has exploded over the years. The way we interact, receive news, and comment with everything has changed in this decade, and Twitter is where people usually discover what's happening. This is Dave Mitchell. With over 500 million tweets being sent each day, hundreds of millions of people are exploring links, articles, retweets, trends, and moments to find out what's new. Businesses strengthen their brands, friends promote themselves, and some just want more followers and likes. I just want to hear from you. Before, during, or after, send me your comments about the game to my Twitter, OHBBCohost. That's O-H-B-B-C-O-H-O-S-T. I hope to hear from you soon. That's OHBBCohost. I wanted to grow my leadership skills, but with work and a busy life, how can I fit it all in? Then I learned Mount St. Joseph University offers a flexible master's program in organizational leadership. For about one Saturday a month, I studied and refined my leadership skills alongside working professionals and top-notch professors. I'm now the leader I set out to be. The Mount's organizational leadership program helped me climb higher in my career. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash msol. Dave Mitchell, Chris Morris back here in Lexington at Hall Field where the Lions heading into the third inning lead it two to nothing and it will be the top of the order for the Ravens, Brown, Hall, and Klosser. Really good job by Maya Hodge, able to get a base hit and drive in two there in the bottom half of the inning for the Lions and they will hold a two nothing lead as we head into the top of the third and that just helps Sarah Miller kind of quiet down, settle down. She doesn't have to over pitch with a two nothing lead here. Obviously got a really good defense behind her. Brown popped out to third on the first pitch of the ball game. Left-handed hitter, 0 for 1. Miller off the back of the rubber, now steps up on top and prepares to throw the first pitch of this third inning of play. To Brown, and that pitch swung on and missed. 0-1 the count. Transylvania will be playing Franklin in the game right after this one should begin about 3 o'clock Franklin won earlier today over Hanover 4-1 to one. that pitch bounces in front of the plate, 1-1 one one the count the last game of the day will be at 5.30 tonight and Hanover will be playing the loser of this ball game 
Miller crosses her arms into the wind, and the one once swung on and missed on a high offering. One and two. Looks like Franklin just looking around the facility. Franklin hanging out, waiting for their next ball game, and then uh, Hanover yep. obviously has got the back half. I don't see them around, so they may have taken off, taken a, a trip while. for a little while, and come back. Obviously, they got the later game. One-two pitch to the leadoff hitter Brown here in the third is upstairs for a ball two and two. Yeah, we talked to some of the Franklin players in between games, and they were going to munch a little bit, sitting back underneath the trees down the right field line and just relax, take this one in, and then get ready to play the host school transy later on. That pitch swung on, popped up, and out of play over the third base side. And the count stays two and two. Boy, we were all worried about whether or not it would be cold here and frigid, but when you're outside in the sun, pretty nice out. 2-2 pitch to the plate from Miller. That pitch hangs outside for a ball, three and two. So Brown has taken it full. She's the leadoff hitter here in the third. I'm just glad to see fans in the stands. Yeah. Like you said, sunshine, tournament atmosphere, so really good weekend ahead. Wind and the payoff pitch swung on him, blooped into left field. That'll be a base hit. Coming over as Bramble to her left, bobbles it, throws into second, but going in sliding with a leadoff double is Jaden Brown to left field. Really good at bat by Brown. She battled, battled, got it to a full count. Was able to find a pitch to drive out into left center with her speed. I'm not sure if Bramble comes up with that cleanly that she gets her. And Brown gets the Ravens going here early with a double to start off the inning. And it'll bring up Allie Hall, the center fielder. Walked her first time up, stole second, was stranded right there. I'd say look for a sack bone here to get her over to third and get the Ravens on the board potentially. Miller. With the leadoff man, Brown at second base. And scoring to Bunt is Hall. Bunts it down the third base side. Picking it up is Fincham. Throws to first in time. And taking third on the play is Brown. Really good bunt by Hall. Obviously did a job to get Brown over to third with one out. Fincham comes up over to third off the bunt down the third base line. Was able to clean it. Throw it down to first for the first out. But uh, we talked to Coach Tony Holloway earlier, and he talked about stealing bases, playing a little small ball to get on the board, and that's exactly what the Anderson Ravens do early. He's the old-time coach. <laughs> he plays small ball and doesn't shy away from it at all. Now Klosser will step in. Klosser struck out her first time up. Came in hitting 329. Miller the wind with a runner at third, and that pitch is swung on and popped up on the infield. Coming in is Hodge. Hodge halfway to home. She'll grab it for the second out of the inning. Really? Miller, second inning in a row that Miller is trying to pitch out of trouble. Sorry, Dave. Really good out right there by uh, Miller, man. Klosser uh, is one of their best hitters, and a really good play by Hodge. It was just skyrocketed up into center field. Miller let Hodge come up and make the play for the second out and see if Miller can't get out of a jam for the back-to-back innings. So Lowry will step in. She bounced out to end the first inning to short. 0 for 1. Runner at third is Brown. In a 2-0 ball game here in the third. And that pitch is inside for a ball, 1-0. If Miller was able to get out of this jam with Klosser and Lowry, they're their 1-2 punch, 3-4 in the lineup. 
had a runner at third, one out. So this would be a big victory for Miller moving forward in this game if she's able to get this third out of the inning. Miller peering in for the sign. Brown at third, and that pitch swung on, popped up on the infield again. Sarah Miller's going to call for it. Now she's being called off by Tucker, and Tucker will grab it on the run inside the pitching circle, and that'll do it for Anderson here in the inning. So Sarah Miller pitches out of a jam. She gave up a leadoff double, but they don't come home to score. We head to the bottom of the third. It's 2 nothing Mount on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. For more than a century, Mount St. Joseph University has prepared nursing leaders who serve their patients with the heart of a lion. With flexible undergraduate and graduate programs, the Mount will help you climb higher. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash nursing. Well, it's 2 nothing as we head into the bottom of the third inning. The Mount on top of it, and the Lions will bring to the plate the top of the order in Aaliyah Tucker and then Brooke Otto and Elizabeth Ivers. We talked about it at the break with Miller just winning those battles there with runners in scoring position for Anderson. Those are just big victories later on in this game, obviously. Klosser and Lowry, 3-2, or 3-4 punch there for them. So really good job by Sarah Miller to get out of the inning. And the Lions have the leadoff batter in Aaliyah Tucker and hope to get some more runs on the board. Tucker put up quite a battle to lead off the game for the mound against Kern and eventually flied to left. So she is 0-1 and she takes that first pitch outside for a ball. 1-0 the count. Tuck came in hitting 462, one of the top hitters in the Heartland Conference. And that pitch squared to bunt, took it, bounced in front of the plate. And the count now 2-0. Got Aaliyah batting 490 in conference play, and we've talked about her. When she gets on, she's dangerous on the base pass. It's just about finding a way on, walk, bunt, base hit, home run. Any way she can get on, she'll be dangerous. And that pitch is swung on, or check that, check swing, and it's taken for a strike. 2-1 the count. Talk about recruiting and developing. When we recruited Aaliyah Tucker, we recruited her for defense, and her offense has been off the charts for the four years that she's been here at the Mount St. Joseph University. And that pitch is taken outside for a ball, 3-1. Three 3-1 and one. Three, one count. Aaliyah's ahead in the count. See if Kern will come back and give her something to hit. Obviously don't want to give her a free pass to start off the inning with no outs. 3-1 and one the count. to Tucker. Otto was on deck. That pitch swung on and hit fair inside the foul line at third. Rounding first and holding right there is going to be Tucker as Johnson got over and played that extremely well and got it back in quickly. So Tucker leads off with a base hit down the left field line. Really good job by the left fielder Johnson to come up and get that ball. Obviously with the Leah speech, he was looking to get to second, was able to hold her for a long single. But really good job by Leah too, winning that battle. She had a 3-1 count, found a pitch to drive out to left field, and she's able to get on here early. Now's where the fun begins. Tucker at first base. Led the league in stolen bases this year with 27 out of 31. 
Kern delivers the pitch. Pitch out. There goes Tucker. Throw down to second base is not in time to get Tucker at second. That was a good throw by Winan, but Tucker just slid in under the tag. Not sure if the shortstop bobbled the throw, Dave. Looks like she kind of went back down in the dirt to pick something up. I think the ball might have came out of her glove. Aaliyah got a really good jump. Obviously, 14th in the country and stolen bases, so she's a threat and a really good job to get into scoring position. Be interested to see here if we have Brooke Otto lay down a bunt to get Aaliyah to, to third with one out or if we let Brooke Otto hit away here. Right-handed batter. She's scoring to bunt. Bunts it right out in front of the plate, and it will go foul on the third base side. So they pitched out on the first pitch. Now she laid down that bunt, so it's one and one. Looks like we're going to have Tom called. Coach Holloway going out. Talk to his defense. Looks like a strategy move here to see what they're going to do. Obviously, they've seen what Brooks looking to do here to potentially put a sack bunt down to get to Leah to third base with one out and have Ivers and Miller come up to see if they can't drive her in for another run. As a quick meeting by Tony Holloway, it was almost like he was upset at the way the defense played that initial bunt. Came out, had his say, turned around, and walked off the field. And I say walked off with heavy feet. <laughs> so one and one the count to Brooke Otto. Second baseman Brown is playing over close to the first base bag like they're shifting for Brooke to go to right field. That pitch is swung on and she fouls it straight back up against the screen and the count now one and two. Otto hit the home run as we've told you against Anderson in the doubleheader back on April 3rd, over a month ago. Open stance, levels the aluminum, and that pitch swung on and grounded past the second baseman into right field for a base hit. Here comes Tucker rounding third, the throw to home, not in time. Otto's going to go down to second, throw down there, not in time. Otto slid in ahead of the tag, and it's 3 nothing mount. Really good job by Brooke Otto, was able to take a pitch the other way. Hard hit ball, second baseman was unable to get her glove underneath of it and is able to roll out to right field. Otto, or obviously with Leah's speed was able to score from second. So well, it was interesting how they were playing, Brooke. They had the second baseman shifting over towards first base and she hit a right pass where the second baseman usually plays. Right, if she was at normal depth, she would have been unable to make a play. Uh, but really good job. Smart base running by Otto on the throw in from right field into home. Otto was able to take second, and we've got another threat here with Otto on second, and Ivers up to the plate. Nobody out. Otto is at second. Ivers pops it foul over near the first base side. It'll go out of play. You hear the wind kicking up, and it's blowing out in from right field towards home plate. And, again, we've got activity in the bullpen for Anderson. And again, that's Amy Cook warming up. Ivers, 0-1 the count. Nobody down here in the third inning of play. The Lions lead at 3-0. And that pitch is low and outside for a ball. 1-1. Really looking for Ivers to be aggressive here. Put a base hit out into the grass. Brooks Otto, Brooke Otto's speed would be able to get her another run on the board. And have productive outs. We've talked about it all year long. Have a productive out, and Ivers is looking to do that here right here in this at-bat. One and one the pitch, and that's down low. Nice stop by the catcher, Winans. Two and one the count. Two balls, one strike. 
two Ivers. Miller is on deck. Runner at second is Otto. Lions have broken through for a run here in the inning. That pitch swung on and grounded to short. Picked up by the shortstop Heron. Throw to first in time to get Ivers. And Otto had to hold at second base. It was so hard hit. She had no place to go. So there's one away. And that will bring up Sarah Miller. Smart base running by Otto. It was a hard hit ball to the short. She made a really good play. Was able to get the first out of the inning. But really, like you said, nowhere for Brooke Otto to go. She would have got kind of caught up in a rundown if she was attempting to try to get to third. So smart play to stay at second, only one out. Still have an opportunity for Miller to come in and drive another run in for the Lions. Miller led off the second inning with a base hit. Came around to score the first run of the ballgame. That pitch swung on. Fly ball out behind second base. Coming over is the right fielder, Klosser. She grabs it, and Otto has to hold it second again. So now there's two outs. Two back-to-back good defensive plays there for Anderson. Shortstop made a really good play, Heron. And then Klosser comes up with a fly ball out to right field and put a great throw into third. So Brooke Otto still second, sitting at second after Anderson comes up with back-to-back good plays. And that'll be Bramble to the plate. Bramble reached on an error her first time up. Not sure what how they scored that her first at bat, but she reached on the air because they threw it down the right field line. That pitch swung out and fouled straight back and out of play. But the way it looks on the live stats, Chris, they gave an error to the catcher and a base hit to Bramble on the same play, but not sure how they came up with that. Nonetheless, Bramble is at the plate. The 0-1 swung on and fouled straight back again, 0-2. She is right on that fastball from Kern, but just fouling it underneath. We can see what Bramble can do when she gets a pitch to drive. Obviously, she's had two big home runs late in this year. Coming into to the day, she's hitting 412 in conference play, so she's been really outstanding at the plate here for the Lions in conference play. Two down, Bramble, the 0-2 pitch to the plate, swung on him, pop foul and out of play. Right behind home plate, count stays 0-2. Hodges on deck if Bramble can keep it alive. Runner at second, still Brooke Otto. Drove home Aaliyah Tucker with a base hit to right field. Making it 3-0. Bramble takes that pitch. Called strike three at the knees over the inside corner. So Kern pitches out of a jam, but she gives up one run on two base hits. And the Lions will leave... One on base, no Anderson errors. We head to the fourth. It's two nothing or three nothing, excuse me, mount on ultimatesportstalk.com. Looking for future leaders we can believe in? Look no further than the high school student athletes right here in Ohio. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It includes learning to listen, accepting responsibility, being a good role model, and it's about respect. The result, it transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, like when you need a textbook. Students can order books exclusively online that they can pick up at the Roar Store through our new eCampus site. eCampus includes two different shipping options, free online shipping to textbook delivery hub located in the Roar Store, or delivered to your off-campus residence. The Roar Store in the Harrington Center. Well, your line score as we head into the top of the fourth inning for the mount. 
Three runs on five hits, no errors, and they have left two on base. For Anderson, no runs on two hits, one error, and they have left four on base. Sarah Miller has done an outstanding job of pitching herself out of trouble in the last two innings. She's really been good today. She's just continued to grind, had a couple strikeouts, had a couple opportunities for Anderson to get on the board early, and she continued to get big-time strikeouts, big-time pop-ups. Her defense made some plays behind her. The offense is starting to get going, and uh, we've got a 3 nothing lead as we head into the top of the fourth. Faith Mutterspaw, who struck out her first time up, will step in to lead off the inning. She'll be followed up by Michaela Winans, the catcher, and Ashley Wheeler. Right-handed batter, Muttersbaugh, gets the delivery from Miller, and it's a called strike right at the belt. 0-1 the count. This is about the time that Sarah starts clicking in on the mound. Around the third, third or fourth inning, and then she starts really feeling comfortable out there. And the 0-1 pitch to Muttersbaugh swung on and missed. Strike two. Right on cue, she's getting ahead of the hitters early. Kind of a big momentum inning as well. You've got uh, the middle to bottom of their lineup here, so if you can get three up, three down, or maybe only face three or four batters in this inning, you get the Lions offense back out there uh, just to kind of keep the momentum going in this ballgame. Miller, the 0-2 pitch to Muttersbaugh. Swung on and missed, strike three. Three pitch for an out. Obviously got her swinging up at something in the up in the zone and really good by Sarah to kind of get that first out here in this inning as we've talked about keeping that momentum. You've talked about it as far as her getting comfortable and just kind of getting into a groove and she's kind of starting to hit that here in the fourth inning. Fourth strike out of the ball game by Sarah. Anna brings up Winans. Winans walked her first time up. Another right-handed batter. Lions playing in at the corners as usual. One away. And the pitch swung on and missed on a slider outside. Isn't it weird how you can kind of sense Sarah, just her confidence, the way she approaches, gets deeper and deeper in games and continues to get better and better and better as the game goes on. And the 0-1 swung on, popped up near home plate. Ivers mask off. She'll call for it. One step in fair territory and grabs it for the second out of the inning. Good job by Ivers. Locate the ball, get that mask off, and uh, step, like you said, one foot into fair territory in front of home plate and was able to make a pop-up catch. And that's two quick outs for Miller here in the fourth inning as she continues to roll on. Two away now. And it looks like we're going to have a change. It's going to be Wheeler is expected to come up, but it looks like for Anderson... It's going to be Amy Cook. Amy Cook, who's been warming up down in the bullpen, right-handed batter, is going to come in and pinch it for Wheeler. So we'll see if maybe they keep Cook in the ball game and bring her into pitch. She steps in right-handed batter, and that pitch is taken outside for a ball. Amy Cook, only three at-bats in conference, hitting 333, so limited at-bats in conference play. You mentioned potentially the switch to come into pitching, so it would be something to keep an eye on as we go into the bottom half of the inning. Cook is a junior. And that pitch swung on and fouled over near the first base side, but it'll drift out of play. Cook. 
could not ask for a better picture-perfect weather day here in Lexington, Kentucky. Absolutely not. This thing has been about 65 degrees right now. And we were worried about whether we should bring a jacket. This morning it was pretty chilly. It was low 40s. By the time we got to the ballpark, it was up into the 60s. And that pitch is taken outside for a ball. And count is one and two. Two cook. Pinch hitter for Wheeler. Wheeler doubled her last time up, so now Cook coming in to take her place. That pitch swung on and lined up the gap in left center field. It'll fall in for a base hit. Otto will come in and get it back into a hurry. So Cook gets a base hit with two outs into right center field. Nice job by Cook. Limited at bats, facing a pretty tough pitcher in the conference in Sarah Miller and was able to find a pitch and drive it out into right center for a single and See if the Lions, or see if the Ravens, sorry, can get something going here with two outs in the top half of the fourth. So with two down, that'll bring up to the plate Heron. Heron, the shortstop, struck out her last time up, 0 for 1. Cook at first. And that pitch bounces, gets away from Ivers, and taking second will be Cook. Boy, that was a wild pitch that Ivers really had no chance of grabbing. No chance of getting it. It goes all the way back to the backstop. Cook was able to advance up to second, but two outs, nobody hurt. Worry about getting the third out of the inning. Continue to have this momentum and try to continue to get runs on the board in the bottom half of the fourth. So Cook advances to second base. Heron, a 1-0 count. Miller into the wind with two down, and the pitch swung on and tapped foul on the third base side. Heron hitting 424 in conference play, the freshman shortstop. Having a really nice freshman campaign in the conference tournament, or actually in conference play. One and one the count now. Be interesting to see how this Anderson team develops over the next two or three years with how young they are. Yeah, Holloway seemed to be pretty excited about it. That pitch is high and outside for a ball, two and one. He did have a lot of energy when talking about it. Obviously, he talked about that non-conference schedule, just continue to work and continue to let them see Good teams, good pitching, good defense. So, uh, like I said, it'll be a close eye to see kind of what they develop to be over the next two or three years. Johnson is on deck in the 2-1 pitch with two outs to Heron. It is swung on and tapped foul on the first base side that Ivers will grab. And the count now goes to 2-2. Two and two. Winner of this game moves on into the winner's bracket to play tomorrow morning at 11 and if the Mount hangs on and wins this game here today, we'll be on the air tomorrow morning at 10.45 from Lexington. That that game will get the winner of the next game coming up in Transylvania versus Franklin. And the two-strike pitch swung on, popped into left field. Coming in is Bramble on the run. She'll catch it belt high, and that'll do it for Anderson here in the fourth inning of play. They get a runner on, but can't bring them around on one hit. As we head to the bottom of the fourth, it's 3 nothing Mount on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. 
The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Across divisions, sports, championships, and schools for nearly half a million student-athletes. College sports create lifelong opportunity, and that starts with education. We've raised the academic bar, so more are earning degrees, creating healthier campuses by working with the nation's brightest minds, and making sure more have the chance to succeed and are supported on their journey. But beyond the numbers, it's about opportunity, and we're working to provide it for every student-athlete. 3-0 Mount. Here's we head to the bottom of the fourth inning. It'll be Hodge, Woodyard, and Gabbard for the Lions leading it off here in this bottom of the fourth inning. Sarah Miller pitching out of another jam, and Hodge, who had a base hitter last time up, drove home a couple of runs. Check swing, and they're going to check down to the... I believe they were checking the swing, but... Now they're talking to somebody in the dugout on the Anderson side, and I think they wanted to put them put a mask on. That pitch will go high and outside to Hodge, and the count now goes to 2-0. and hmm. thought the way the umpire came out and pointed down the first base side, I was asking to see if Hodge had swung on that pitch, but they eventually just started looking into the dugout. 2-0 and the count to Hodge, and that pitch is a called strike. Two and one. Hodge had the base hit in the second inning of play that drove home Miller and Bramble and gave the Lions a 2-0 lead. Now it's three. And the 2-1 swung on, popped into left field, and that's going to drop for a base hit. Johnson, nice barehanded grab on the bounce, gets it back in, but Hodge now is two for two. Talked about my Hodge, just continuing to stay hot. She was able to battle in that at bat and flare one out into left center and lead the inning off with a single. And we continue to talk about the bottom half of this lineup, finding ways to get on, finding things to happen for the Mount offense. So really good job by the young core here at the bottom half of our lineup. Well, coming into today, everybody in the lineup for the Mount St. Joseph Lions was hitting over 300, except Brooke Otto, who was hitting 297. So Hodge is on at first base. She's a threat to go, and the squaring to bunt is Woodyard, and she bounced a foul behind home plate. Or are they going to say she didn't foul it? Looks like she pulled back the bat. Yeah. They're not going to make Hodge go back to first. No, so They're going to give her a stolen base on a pass ball. Hodge is going to get to second on the pass ball. Woodyard did not foul it off. So big opportunity for the Mount to get another insurance run here. No outs, runner at second. Kern with Hodge now at second. Still nobody down. And the pitch to Woodyard is taken upstairs for a ball. 2-0. Gracie Woodyard's been outstanding in her four-year career at the Mount. One of our seniors and has had a couple big-time hits in conference play, a couple home runs, and uh, hopefully she can deliver a, a good at-bat, good at approach, and uh, try to deliver another base hit here. And the 2-0 check swing held up. 
And it's 3-0 and now. Wind kicking up again. Which is interesting. We can feel it out here, but the flag doesn't appear to be doing anything. It's blowing out towards left field now. And the 3-0 pitch to Woodyard swung on and grounded. They gave her a green light. Base hit into right field. Rounding third and coming home to score is Hodge. And it's 4-0. Lions lead it on the RBI single by Gracie Woodyard. That just speaks to the confidence that Coach Goderwitz, Coach Morris have on this offense right now. Gracie Woodyard gets a green light on a 3-0 count. Is able to deliver a ball up the middle and score Hodge from second for the fourth run of the day. So really confident in what the offense can do. And Gracie Woodyard delivers right there on cue. The senior delivers a single RBI to give the mount a 4 nothing lead. Woodyard with her 24th RBI of the year. Makes it 4 to nothing, And it brings to the plate Rachel Gabbard. Woodyard at first base. One for one in the stolen base category. Gabbard was hit by a pitch her first time up, and she swings and grounds that one wide of third and foul. Beth Goderwitz makes a nice play. Nice bare hand down yeah. there by Coach Goderwitz. She's full of energy. Been, oh boy, is she? <laughs> been been doing it 20 years, and uh, she brings the energy every single day, and has been really good for this program, and uh, has done a really good job. Owen won the count. We had a chance to talk with her at length last night, and that pitch down low, one and one the count. You could just sense the excitement and uh, just the opportunity ahead of what they had to do this weekend, and in her voice, and she was ready to go, and the mounts really responded here in game one. One and one the count to Gabbard. Woodyard at first base. That pitch grounded past the shortstop into center field for a base hit. Woodyard will hold right there at second base. So Gabbard singles to center. Woodyard goes to second and it brings up Casey Fincham, the number nine hitter. Boy, the mount with an opportunity to really break things open here with the top of the order following Fincham. We talked about it here at the bottom, or the top, or in the beginning of this inning, what the bottom of the lineup has done for this team, and this shows again, base hit after base hit, Woodyard, Gabbert, Hodge, Fincham. So, I mean, if they go, it's going to be really dangerous for this mount offense. Woodyard at second, Gabbert at first, Fincham to the plate. She squares, bunts it out in front of the plate. Nice bunt. Pitched up by Winan. Throws the first in time to get Fincham, but advancing to second and third are Woodyard and Gabbard. So a nice sacrifice by Fincham. Really good job by Fincham to, to battle and get that bunt down. Moving runners up to second and third with only one out in the top of the lineup and Aaliyah Tucker coming up, and the mount's got a really opportunity to open this game up. Tucker. One for two, and now Tony Holloway is going to take the slow walk to the mound, and he's going to go to the bullpen. Yeah, you think he would. He is just now reaching the pitching mound. Boy, you talk about a <laughs> slow walk from the first base dugout out to the mound. That is what Tony Holloway just did. I kind of like it. Well, if he'd have stopped, he'd have fallen over. <laughs> I kind of like it. He's been doing it a long time. Oh, yeah. He knows what he's doing. He's obviously won at the big-time moments, and he's done wonders with this Anderson softball program. So He's not going to pull Kern. He's going to stay with her. 
So runners at second and third, and it brings up Tucker. Tucker, one for two, we told you. She singled to left field her last time up, stole a base, came around to score. Boy, the Lions an opportunity here up four to nothing to really jump on top here in the bottom of the fourth. Tuck, right-handed batter, in against Kearns. Intentional walk. And that pitch is outside for a ball. Looks like they're going to intentional walk Aaliyah Tucker and put the bases loaded. Line and sparing in. Yep. That's what they're going to do. They're going to intentionally walk her. Boy, that pitch got away from the catcher. Here comes the runner, Gabbard. It's sliding in safely to home. And going down to third base on the play will be... Gabbard. So Woodyard comes home to score. Gabbard takes third, and it's 5 nothing on the wild pitch. So Anderson was trying to do an intentional walk to put Tucker on. It's a wild pitch. Gracie Woodyard is able to steal home on the intentional walk opportunity, and the Lions really got an opportunity to get this thing going. Looks like yeah. they did pull Gabbard, Dave. Sorry to let you know. Gabbard is out, and they put Alyssa Whitmere into pinch run, and yep. she's able to get up to third. So not the ideal situation there for Coach Holloway and Anderson. Now we're going to make the pitching change. Tony Holloway going to the home plate umpire, and they are going to bring in to pitch Amy Cook. So Amy Cook will take the mound. We're going to take a break. It's a pitching change. For Anderson, the Lions on top of it right now by a 5 nothing score. Changing lives is what great teachers do. And as I saw more students struggling to read, I looked to Mount St. Joseph University for help. The Mount is a national leader in reading science with highly effective research-based methods. Their faculty equipped me to teach students with a range of learning differences, and I was able to make an immediate impact in the classroom. The Mount's fully online reading science program helped me climb higher in my career, but more importantly, is improving the lives of my students. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash read. They say that great teams are built on teamwork, unity, and camaraderie. They say that great teams succeed when everyone's voice is heard, when everyone's included. We laugh together, we build together, we lift each other up. They say it takes a lot of hard work to be a great team. So we say, let's get to it. Amy Cook, the new pitcher, she is a junior right-hander. Cook on the year. This will be her 13th appearance. She has started five games, but she's coming in in relief. She's 2-3 and three in the year with a 5.73 ERA, and her first pitch to Tucker has popped out into left field. Coming in to grab it is the left fielder, Johnson, and holding at third is Whitmer. So there is one away as Tucker flies out to left. Really good job by Cook to come in. She came in in a tough spot. Runner at third with one out facing Aaliyah Tucker and was able to get her to pop up into left field for the second out of the inning. And The Lions still have an opportunity to put another run across, but really good job by Cook as she comes in to face the leadoff and number two batter here for the Lions offense. So that brings in Brooke Otto. Otto with two down. Whitmer still at third. Otto, one for two on the day. Takes that over the outside corner for a called strike. 0-1 the count. Boy, the Lions have just chipped and chipped and chipped away, and now they lead it five to nothing. 
And the pitch to the plate, hanging upstairs. Check swing by Otto for a ball. The bats just continue to work, continue to get base hits, continue to do good things with runners on. Everybody in the lineup's got a hit today other than B. Ivers and Casey Fincham. Um, but everybody's doing a really good job offensively for the Lions. And the 2-0 swung on and grounded to short. Grabbed by Heron, throw across, in time. And that'll do it for the Lions here in the inning. But in the inning, they pick up another two runs, and they lead it 5-0, heading to the fifth on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Stay up to date with all your sports information on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Mount St. Joseph University and Roger Bacon High School Sports. Talk about the Cincinnati Reds and Cleveland Indians on the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show every Monday night at 9 during the baseball season. Minute by minute scores, opinion articles, stories from the pros, college, and high school levels, including the WWE, MMA, and UFC. Increase your workout level and tickets to any sporting event all in one spot. Check out UltimateSportsTalk.com every day for your sports fix. Teaching is my calling. So when I needed to renew my license, I chose Mount St. Joseph University. The Mount offers the only program in the state of Ohio that allows you to combine two education endorsements to earn a graduate degree. In less than two years, I combined the reading and gifted intervention specialist endorsements. Classes were convenient, fully online, and I received personal attention from my professors. The Mount helped me climb higher in my career. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash Ohio. Well, that'll wrap up the book here this afternoon for Alexis Kern and for Kern in the ball game as she leaves for Anderson. She ended up pitching three and a third innings, gave up five runs, all of them earned on eight hits, and she struck out two. And now coming in for the Lions is going to be Cam McCool. McCool is going to be the new pitcher for the Lions, so Sarah Miller, who has pitched out of trouble for most of the ball game will turn things over to McCool and McCool will try to pick up the save she's got two of those saves this year this will be her 22nd appearance on the year she's got a 1.17 ERA and this is kind of what we expected out of Beth Goddard was Chris but maybe not this early but nonetheless Cam's going to get out there and get some experience in this tournament Really good job by Sarah Miller. She pitched outstanding today, only giving up three hits, only two walks and four strikeouts. So good job, Sarah Miller, with doing a job today. And uh, I kind of like the move here, Dave. We're up five to nothing, and uh, you let Cam McCool kind of get used to the feel of the tournament, get used to the circle here at Transylvania at Hall Field, and and, uh, just get her some experience here in the tournament field. It'll be Johnson, Brown, and Hall, the nine, one, and two hitters. And that pitch, first pitch, popped up in the air and grabbing it is Fincham at third base for the first out. Cam comes in one pitch was able to get a little bit of a kind of a slow bloop out to Fincham at third made a really good play she's been outstanding at third base defensively this year so good job by Fincham helping McCool out for the first out of the inning. Miller pitched four innings today gave up three hits struck out four walked two did not give up a run in this ball game. It's still 5-0 Mount McCool with one away here in the fifth. And that pitch is grounded wide of third and foul by Brown. Owen won the count. Brown one for two in the ball game. Popped out to third on the first pitch of the contest and then hit a double up the left center field gap her last time up. So she is one for two. Oh, 
Boy, I am donning the glasses and taking them off and putting them on. And <laughs> that pitch taken high at inside to Brown, one and one. Lions looking to advance in the tournament to tomorrow's 11 a.m. game. McCool, the 1-1 pitch to the plate. Swung on and missed. Boy, what a fastball by McCool. 1-2. and two. Our 1-2 punch of Sarah Miller and Cam McCool has been outstanding this year. You've talked about the numbers and just what they bring to the circle, the approach, the, grit, the grittiness, the toughness. And the 1-2 is upstairs. Brown was taking that one. Count evens up at 2-2. Two and two. McCool is used to this situation, coming in and trying to save games, and she takes that pitch inside for a called strike three to Brown. Okay, McCool comes in and does what she does. Uh, she's top 15 in the country in strikeouts, able to get the punch out there for the second out. and She looks comfortable so far, Dave, in two outs here in the uh, top of the fifth inning as Cam comes in and gets some work in here for the Lions as they lead five to nothing. Allie Hall with two down here in the fifth. Down 5 nothing. left-handed batter. She has walked and sacrificed and takes that pitch upstairs for a ball. Baseball team will be in action tomorrow at Franklin in the first round of the Heartland Conference Tournament. That'll get underway at 4 in game 1. They play a best 2 out of 3. That pitch is upstairs for a ball, 2-0. Then they'll play two games on Saturday, if necessary. All of them will be at Franklin. And the 2-0 swung on and missed. Boy, McCool's really heating it up here today, 2-1. She looks comfortable out in the circle. Obviously got the easy out and then the strikeout got her going. It's really good to get her some work in here late in this ballgame. McCool. Checks the signs, and the pitch is just called strike. Caught the outside corner, and the count now goes to two and two. I thought it was one and two and one, but it was, or I thought it was one and two, but it was actually two and one, excuse me. And the two-two swung on, popped up over near the third base side. Fincham gives chase, but it'll go out of play. If the Lions can hold on for this victory today, Dave, you mentioned they would play in the semifinals tomorrow at 11 a.m. Kind of puts a little pressure on that Transylvania-Franklin game coming up after this, knowing who's sitting up there in the semifinals. Obviously, Franklin taking one from Transy earlier in the season, so that'll be an interesting game to watch. Transy in the batting cages down the left field side. Two-strike pitch, check swing. Holding up just in time is Hall, and the count now goes 3-2. and two. Franklin got up. They're putting some work down in the first base hitting cage. So both teams warming up for that third game of the day here. And the payoff pitch to the plate swung on and popped foul and out of play behind home plate. Count remains three and two. Flag blowing out towards left field from right to left. And that pitch is hangs outside ball four. So Hall walks, her second walk of the afternoon. First given up by McCool in the ballgame. And it brings up Chloe Klosser. 
Lions on top of it, 5-zip. Klosser in the ballgame with two down, 0 for 2, struck out, popped the second. Hall has a stolen base today, so she's a threat to go. Into the wind and the pitch to the plate, down low for a ball. Want to know the count. Really important batter here for Kamakul. We talked about how comfortable she was, but you get Klosser and Lowry up, 3-4 in the lineup. Hall was able to draw the walk to get on, so just don't want to give Anderson anything get any momentum in this ball game. And the one of that pitch is upstairs 2-0. I don't think Tony Holloway would be sending Hall in this situation down 5-0, but you'd never know. She hasn't given any indication that she was going to go on the first two pitches. 2-0 the count. Now to Klosser. With two away here in the fifth. And that pitch swung on, lined out into left field, coming over his auto. She'll take it on a bounce, rounding second and heading into third base. On the play is Hall, and taking second on the throw is Klosser. So Anderson now has got runners at second and third. Still two away, and it brings up the cleanup hitter in Lowry. Talked about a dangerous kind of momentum of the game, and uh, with their 3-4 hitter coming up, Klosser was able to get a pitch to drive out into the base hit, was able to get up to second on the throw. Brooke tried to go out to third and make a play, and uh, Anderson's got something going second and third. Two outs here as Lowry steps in. She is... Bounced to short, flied to short. And that first pitch is bounced foul and out of play. I don't know. I'm not going to get on auto, but the, the play might have been just to throw the ball to second base because she was not going to get Hall heading into third and just keep the force out in effect. But now Anderson's got runners at second and third. Two down still. And the 0-1 to Lowry, lone outside. Nice stop by Ivers. You know, the Lions defensively this year, Chris, they have, they're 11th in the country in defense. They've only committed 20 years. They just don't beat themselves. They've been solid all year round on the defensive end. And that pitch is high and outside for a ball, two and one. In a moment here, just don't over pitch if you can, McCool. Trust your defense. Nobody hurt here. Two outs. I know two on, but, uh, just go after the batter here, get the third out of the inning, let's get to the bottom half. Yep. McCool into the 2-1 pitch, swung on, popped up foul and out of play behind home plate. And the count now 2-2. Two and two. two away. And that pitch high and in tight. Lowry had to back away from it. And the count now three and two. Klosser is at second. Hall at third. Two away here in the top of the fifth. And that pitch swung on and missed strike three. So McCool pitches out of a jam also. That's her second strike out of the ball game. No runs on. One base hit. And Anderson leaves two on no Mount Airs as we head to the bottom of the fifth. It's 5 nothing Mount on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? 
Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. NCAA TV and marketing rights fees. Where does the money go? Long answer, 96% of the revenue is used to fund 88 championships and support 1,055 member colleges and universities who together provide $2 billion annually in financial aid to more than 400,000 student-athletes so they can compete and learn. Short answer, we put our money where our mission is. Dave Mitchell, Chris Morris back in Lexington, Kentucky at Hall Field. And it will be Elizabeth Ivers leading it off here in the bottom of the fifth inning. Lions lead it 5-0, and Ivers pops it out behind second base. And camping underneath it is Heron to take it in for the first out of the inning. Good play by Heron. High hit fly ball over on the other side of the bag. She was able to make a play for the first out here. And Cook gets going early, and she's done a pretty good job here since she's came in. Sarah Miller now will be the batter. Miller has singled and scored, fly to right. So she is one for two on the afternoon. Lions on top of it, five to nothing here in the bottom of the fifth. And that pitch, check swing, caught the inside corner, 0-1. Miller, right-handed batter, hit 347 during the regular season. And the pitch swung on at a high chopper past the bag of third and foul. And the count now is 0-2. Sarah comes in as one of the hottest hitters in the conference. We've said she's uh, had a couple big-time pitching performances, but also big-time hitting performances. Was able to hit a grand slam in the last week of the season up off the scoreboard. And uh, just really locked in offensively, really locked in pitching. So she's been outstanding in her senior campaign. One away. And the 0-2 pitch is just inside a changeup. Boy, tough pitch to take, but Miller did it, and the count goes to 1-2. and two. Bramble is on deck. You know, we talked with Beth Goddard last night, and she said she just wants this tournament so badly for her seniors who have really turned this program around. That pitch swung on and grounded past the diving shortstop and into left field for a base hit. So Miller is now 2-3 for three in the afternoon. Sarah's been outstanding today. Obviously, a couple of base hits, done a really good job pitching, and uh, you mentioned it. This is so important for this senior class who have really turned the program around. For the last thing on their resume that they need is that conference tournament championship. Yep. Bramble will step into the batter's box with one away. Miller at first base. Bramble is 0 for 2 on the day. Still contest whether or not she's going to base hit or not, but. She takes that first pitch, a floater, below the knees for a ball. Winans wants to know where that pitch was from the home plate umpire. He signals low, 1-0. Hodge is on deck. Bramble struck out looking her last time up. That pitch swung on him, fouled back and out of play. Behind home plate. And the count now 1-1. One one. We talked a little bit about how young Anderson was, but... I mean, you look at the Lions off, or on their lineup, you bring back Ivers, Bramble, Hodge, Gabbert, Fincham. 
McCool. So, I mean, you're bringing a lot of back of these starters for the Lions as well. 1-1 one, one swung on and lined into left field for a base hit and down into the corner. Rounding second, going into third is Miller. Goddard is going to wave her home. They're going to hold the throw from the shortstop as it's cut off. Miller scores, and it's 6 nothing. and Bramble is in at second with an RBI double. Really good job by Casey Bramble. Got a pitch to drive. Drived it down into the left field corner. It bobbled around down in there in that corner. Sarah Miller turned on the wheels and was go to first to home on the base hit. So really good job by Sarah hitting the bases. And Bramble's up for a stand-up double and an RBI as the Lions take a 6 nothing lead. And that bottom of that order continues to put runs and hits together, Dave. Bramble with her 13th RBI of the season, and it brings up Maya Hodge. Hodge 2 for 2 on the day. Bramble at second base. Still only one down, and that pitch is taken for a called strike over the outside corner on one. Maya's had a really good day at the plate. Uh, came up huge for the RBI hit, and just really good. Her confidence is up, having a really good conference campaign, and could be in the conversation for freshman of the year. And that pitch check swing on a changeup stays low. One and one the count. Hodge really has come on. Spent most of the year hitting eight. She's been moved up to number six over the last few games because how she's been hitting. That pitch popped up to short. Heron near the outfield grass will take it for the second out of the inning. So Anderson eliminates Hodge for the first time today. And staying at second is Bramble. Not much Bramble could do there. A little pop-up to the short. Heron was able to make one or two steps in for the second out and Bramble kind of stood there on second base, not really nowhere to go. So brings up Gracie Woodyard, the right fielder. Woodyard has singled and flied to first. And that pitch is swung on and fouled out of play. Boy, during this 14-game winning streak, the run total is unbelievable. The Lions, if you include this game, which if they hold on would make it a 15-game streak. They have outscored their opponents 127 to 17. Lions have really been on a roll. And the 0-1 is a called strike at the knees. 0-2. Just speaks volumes of kind of what this team's been about all year long. Is just continued to battle, continue to get better as the year went on. They played a tough non-conference schedule, and it's really helped as far as seeing really good pitching early on. Once they got into conference play, their offense really took off. And that pitch is taken down low by Woodyard. One and two the count. Gabbard is on deck. Lions on top of it, six to nothing. And that pitch swung on. Fly ball, center field. Going back is Hall. She'll take it in, and that'll end the inning for the Lions. So Woodyard flies to center, but in the inning for the Lions, they pick up one run on two base hits, no errors, and they leave one on as we head to the sixth. It's six nothing mount 
on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, whether it's spirit wear, gifts, or snacks. But the Roar Store is more. They offer everything from notebooks to laundry detergent, even brake fluid and tire repair, plus a wide range of food and drink. And it's just a walk away. It's not just a bookstore, it's an everything store. The Roar Store in the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Anderson down 6 nothing as we head to the sixth inning of play. And they will send up to the plate Faith Mutterspaugh, then McKaylee Winans, along with Ashley Wheeler. The five, six, and seven hitters against Cam McCool, who struck out two in her first inning of relief in the last inning. And the first pitch to Mutterspaugh, nice fastball, swung on and missed. But she really cut loose with that one. You talked about how good our offense has been in this winning streak. The pitching's been outstanding. The defense has been outstanding. Like you said, we're looking at a 15-game winning streak. That pitch is a called strike over the outside corner. And Mutterspaugh walking away muttering to herself as she's down in the count 0-2. Somebody just ring a bell? I think I heard that. The bells are tolling. And the 0-2 swung on fly ball, left field going over his bramble, but that'll curve and go out of play. You just talk about kind of the winning streaks this program's had. Obviously, in 2019, they went on a 14-game winning streak. They ended the campaign on a 15-game winning streak, losing to Transylvania in the HCAC championship. And then to go on another winning streak this year, looking at 15-game winning streaks, it's really impressive of what we've been able to do. 0-2, change up, hung upstairs. One and two. Yeah, this has been quite a run by the Lions. McCool peers in, rocks into the motion. The one-two pitch is upstairs, two and two. You know, talking with Goddard a little bit last night, she was saying just how much she wants this for the girls and that some of them the seniors of course were taking that 2019 experience and using it to their advantage that pitch high and outside for a ball three and two and who couldn't who could blame them I mean you, you go into the tournament hosting it the rains come couldn't play your best ball they really want to turn that around here in Transylvania. That pitch swung on and popped foul and out of play behind home plate. Count stays at 3-2. and two. It was important, too. We talked about it during the break of our young girls, Hodge, Bramble, Gabbard, Fincham, to really get their kind of feet wet into this tournament. And they've had a really good day, both offensively and defensively. So that only helps you moving forward into tomorrow and Saturday. 3-2 pitch swung on. Fly ball center field going over to her left is Otto, and she'll nonchalantly grab it shoulder high for the 
first out of the inning. It's that time of the game where we mentioned that switch that the Mount did early on in the season, moving uh, Brooke Otto from left to center and then taking Gracie Woodyard from center to right, and it's really been a big change, and everybody in the outfield's really been comfortable moving ever since that change. That plus another thing we can bring up, Winans with one away, swings and misses at the first offering on one, is when Bramble really started to hit, and that solidified the number five spot in the batting order. She's been outstanding. She continued to get better and better defensively, and then her bat just continued to get hot and hot, and just another bat in the lineup. Yep. And then when that happened, that pitch high and outside for a ball, one and one. After that happened, then Hodge started hitting the ball. That solidified six, and they could move everybody down in the order, and that really contributed to the lineup. One, one pitch is upstairs for a ball, two and one. I mean, you're talking Gabbard's hitting in the eight hole, and she's hitting high 400s. I mean, she's got 476 yeah. in conference play hitting in the eight hole, and then Fincham obviously can get hot, and she's done really good with the sacrifice bunts and having really good at bat. So we've talked about it over and over in this game, just what that bottom, bottom half of the lineup has really been important in this run, and it's carried him a little bit even today. And let's talk about Fincham, how she completely changed her stance midseason. That 1-2 pitch, taken 2-1 pitch, taken over the knees for a called strike 2-2. Two and two. She changed completely from a closed stance to an open stance. She's seeing the ball better and putting the ball in play a lot more. 2-2 two, two pitch, check swing upstairs, 3-2. and two. She's been outstanding. I mean, we've talked about our young girls all, all year long with Fincham and Hodge, and you mentioned it. Fincham's really getting more comfortable and com as far as in the batter's box, and it's really paid off here late in the season. Payoff pitch to the plate, low and outside, ball four. So Winans walks. That's the second time today she has walked, and that's the second walk given up by Cam McCool. And it'll bring up Ashley Wheeler. Wheeler has doubled and singled. She's two for two. And now we're going to have a pinch runner going out to first base. And that appears to be, is that a five or a three, Chris? I think it's a three. I believe it's a three. And that'll be Brianna Bell, a sophomore. Into the game Bell. Yep, Brianna Bell. She's got a couple of stolen bases, so she could steal. And she is on at first base, taking the place of Winans. So Bell at first, Dana brings to the plate Wheeler. Wheeler, right-handed batter. And she pops it up near third base, coming in as Fincham on the line, and she'll take it for the second out of the inning. Good job by Cam to just bounce back. Obviously, you walk a runner and kind of go back. Go one pitch for the out. Fincham, as we were talking about her on cue, and comes up and makes a one or two steps up for the out, and uh, Cam McCool's back in control of this inning with two outs. And with two away, that brings to the plate Samantha Heron, the shortstop, and she fouls that one straight back and up against the screen. Ball was on her way down to second base, but she'll have to retreat, head back to first. Heron 0 for 2 in the ballgame, flied to left, and struck out against Sarah Miller. 0 and 1 the count. Johnson is on deck, and that pitch is a called strike, 0 and 2. 
Aaron holds up her right hand and asking the umpire for time as she steps in. And McCool's 0-2 pitch to the plate. Fouled straight back up against the screen. Count stays 0-2. Two more ball games left this afternoon. Big game coming up with Transylvania and Franklin. And then obviously, if the Mount can hold on here, it would be an elimination game to the nightcap. would be Hanover and Anderson. That pitch swung on. Fouled again straight back. Out of play by Heron. Heron came in hitting 288. The freshman shortstop putting together a tough at bat here against Cam McCool. And the 0-2 pitch to Heron is outside. Throw down to second. Got by the shortstop Tucker and into center field. Sliding into second place is Ball and she's going to hold right there. So Ball gets the stolen base. That pitch to Heron was a ball. Looked like it was a pretty good throw by Ivers down to second from her knees. Aaliyah was just unable to catch it. Looks like it rolled all the way into center field. I don't know if... It almost looked like Tucker was late getting to the bag. That's what I was going to say. Ball was able to get a good jump, but just looked like Tucker didn't make it to the bag in time. But B. Ivers put it right on the bag. Heron, one and two to count. Now with Ball at second. That pitch swung on a high chopper to third. Nice stop by Fincham. Throw across in time, and the inning is over for Anderson, but in the inning they pick up no runs, they leave a runner on as we head to the bottom of the sixth. It's still 6 nothing Mount on UltimateSportsTalk.com Social media has exploded over the years. The way we interact, receive news, and comment with everything has changed in this decade, and Twitter is where people usually discover what's happening. This is Dave Mitchell. With over 500 million tweets being sent each day, hundreds of millions of people are exploring links, articles, retweets, trends, and moments to find out what's new. Businesses strengthen their brands, friends promote themselves, and some just want more followers and likes. I just want to hear from you. Before, during, or after, send me your comments about the game to my Twitter, OHBBCohost. That's O-H-B-B-C-O-H-O-S-T. I hope to hear from you soon. That's OHBBCohost. Well, while we've got a second here, a couple of uh, assistants have been named to the Mount St. Joseph wrestling staff under Charles Mason, who's done an outstanding job taking over the wrestling program at Mount St. Joseph. And he's brought in one of his former wrestlers, Nate McClanahan, as an assistant coach. He went to Elder High School. McClanahan posted 75 wins for the Mount during his wrestling career there. And he's also brought in Andrew Tumlin, who was a D2 All-American at Findlay. So a couple of nice additions to the wrestling staff at Mount St. Joseph for Charles Mason. Good for them. Coach Mason's really done a nice job with the wrestling program. And nationwide, they definitely know who the Lions are in the wrestling column. And they've had some All-Americans, some top-ranked wrestlers, and really good job by Coach Mason. And it sounds like he's got two winners on his coaching staff. That first pitch to Rachel Gabbard, who's leading it off here in the bottom of the sixth, was a swing and a foul back against the screen. And the next pitch was taken for a ball, so it's one and one. In for her second inning of work is Cook, and that pitch is a called strike. Looked like a generous strike call, but nonetheless, it's one and two on Gabbard. Gabbard has singled, been hit by a pitch, but not the most unusual hit by a pitch you'd ever seen. 
Bounced about three or four times in front of her before it finally clipped her ankle. That pitch high and outside for a ball. Two and one the count. You're going to get hit by a pitch. Might as well get hit by one that looks like one of my golf shots. <laughs> and the 2-1 pitch to the plate. That pitch is down low and inside. Bounced in front of the plate. Almost hit Gabbard again, but now the count goes to 3-1. and one. Glad you brought up the golf. We need to get out and play. Talked I, about it all year long. Just unable to do it. Hopefully we can in the off season. We have until I found out from you on the way down here. I don't golf with Viking fans. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, you know, that's just one of my rules from all time. NFL schedule <laughs> came out. Minnesota will open up the season in Cincinnati. And that pitch swung on and fouled over near the first base side. Giving chase is Mutterspaw, but it fouls out of play. And the count now goes to three and two. No, we really do. We have to get have to get out and golf now, now that I'm living on a golf course. Perfect excuse to get out and play. That's like right. I said, hopefully the off season's a couple weeks away, but once it happens, we definitely will get out and play and get geared up for the NFL and college football season. Three and two to Rachel Gabbard, leadoff hitter. She swings and hits one out into center field, coming in as Hall, grabs it on the run for the first out. Good play by Hall. Gabbert was made, was able to make good contact on the pitch, drove it out to center field. Hall got a good jump coming in and making the play, and really good job by Hall in center field. Now brings up Casey Fincham. Fincham has grounded a second, sacrificed her last time up. 0 for 1 in the ballgame. Tucker's on deck. Fincham, the number 9 hitter, really has played an excellent third base this year and come on at the plate in the last... 18, 19 games or so, and that pitch hangs upstairs for a ball. Pitcher made a nice play there in the top half of the inning, high hopper at third, and was able to gather it and make a throw over to first. So can't speak enough about what she's done defensively and at the plate. If she can continue to build that confidence, continue to find ways to get on, this team can be dangerous. And the 1-0 pitch to Fincham is a called strike over the outside corner, 1-1. One one. A lot of good no. things happen in this Mount softball program. Oh, yeah. Now, you talk about the NFL schedule coming out. I mean, the Browns are going to Kansas City to open up the season. Talked about that last night. Fly ball by Fincham out into left field. Johnson comes in. She grabs it on the run for the second out of the inning, and it'll bring up Aaliyah Tucker. So two fly outs to the first two batters here for the mound in the sixth inning, and it brings up Aaliyah Tucker. Tucker has flied to left twice, singled in between. Scored a run, stolen base. Just an usual, ordinary day for Aaliyah Tucker, who's up for the Player of the Year in the Heartland Conference and quite honestly should win it. Pitch swung on and fouled straight back and out of play. She's been tough. She's had a heck of a career. Put up outrageous numbers, and obviously this year her numbers speak for themselves. She's in almost in every category, top two or three one, two, or three in every category in the conference. So, I mean, rightfully so, her stats and numbers speak for themselves, and she should be right at the top there for that player of the year in the HCAC. Cook's pitch to Tucker, swung on, fly ball, left field again. Parking underneath it is Johnson, almost intersteps, and she'll take it in for the third out of the inning. So, three up, three down for the mount. Nothing across. We head to the seventh. It's still 6 nothing Mount. It may not require a textbook, 
but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Ohio's young people for life. It's high school sports. High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. In fact, studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think again. Better yet, think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Well, it'll be the nine one and two hitters for for excuse me Anderson coming up in this one. Winner of this game will move on to the eleven a.m. game. Transy will be playing the host school coming up after this one, and they'll be entertaining Franklin. And then the final game of the afternoon, we'll have Hanover taking on the loser of this game, which right now would appear to be Anderson. Taylor Johnson, the left fielder, came in hitting 311. She's 0 for 2 on the afternoon. Grounded to second, flied to third. Left-handed batter. Cam McCool has pitched the last couple of innings for the Lions. Has pulled out her baseball cards out of her hip pocket, trying to get everything set before she steps up onto the mound so the umpire takes this opportunity to brush off home plate if the Lions continue on and win their 15th in a row we'll take this opportunity to tell you we'll be on the air tomorrow morning at 10.45 here on Ultimate Sports Talk McCool peers in three outs away from winning 15 in a row and that pitch is down in the dirt backhanded by Ivers 1-0 the count that would equal the longest winning streak by a Mount softball team since 2019. And that pitch swung on and tapped right to second base. Hodge is up with it, throws to first in time to get the Speedy Johnson. So two pitches, one away, and it brings up the top of the order, Jaden Brown. Brown is struck out looking, popped a third, and in between a double to left center field. Moved into the leadoff position after batting second for most of the season. McCool with one down in a 6-0 lead. Brown swings and fouls that one back to the backstop. 0-1 the count. We will effort to get Beth Goderwiss at the end of this one to come talk to us. That pitch is taken inside for... A ball, one and one the count. Want to thank the Transylvania administration for letting us come down and broadcast these games for you. We'll bring you all the Mount games from down here in Lexington. McCool always twirls that ball on her right hip, and that pitch is upstairs and outside for a ball, two and one. Dave, it'll be interesting. Hopefully we do get a chance to talk to Coach Goddard after the game and just to kind of get her outlook on this was almost the perfect scenario for the mount. Two and one, that pitch swung on and popped foul and over near the third base side will hit up against the screen. And the reason why I say that is 
you had Sarah Miller was able to go get some really good innings, was really positive. You were still able to bring Cam McCool in to give her some positive innings. The bats continued to stay hot. The, the bottom of the lineup continued to stay hot. So, I mean, you really had a really good day as far as what you were wanting to get out of this game. Two and two to Brown. Popped up on the infield. Coming in as Tucker behind the mound. She'll take it in for the second out of the inning. So the Lions one out away from winning 15 in a row. And that brings up Allie Hall. Hall has walked twice and in between sacrifice. So, officially, she's not been to the plate today. Hall, left-handed batter, center fielder. McCool with two down here in the inning. Lions one out away from moving into the 11 a.m. game tomorrow morning. That pitch swung on over near third base. Fincham's underneath it. Got it. Ball game. Lions win it here this afternoon by a final score of six to nothing over the Anderson Ravens, and they move into the semifinals tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow morning, I should say, against the winner of the game right after this one, Franklin and Transylvania. Your final score once again, 6 nothing. Mount wins it. We'll be back to wrap things up from Transylvania right after these timeouts. What do you wish for? A nice life? Nice things? Or do you wish for something more? A sense of purpose? Do you wish to discover a cure, to write code that cracks an unsolvable question, to further our exploration into space, or to invent something that changes everything right here on Earth? Well, if that's your wish, make yourself ready. Because when you look back, you'll see that you didn't just make wishes, you realized them. For more than a century, Mount St. Joseph University has prepared nursing leaders who serve their patients with the heart of a lion. Whether entering the nursing field, changing careers, or expanding your professional skills, innovative simulation labs and a variety of clinical sites prepare you to deliver exceptional patient care. With flexible undergraduate and graduate programs taught by highly credentialed faculty, the Mount will help you climb higher. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash nursing. Well, back here in Transylvania where the Lions have pulled out a 6 nothing win over Anderson in their first game of the Heartland Conference Tournament down here in Lexington. The Lions, the final line score, six runs on ten hits, no errors. They left four on base. And for Anderson, no runs, four hits, one error. And the Ravens left eight on base. And you go back, Chris, to the first three innings of this ball game for Anderson, especially the second and third inning, when they left on base four total in the first three innings, and that really was the turnaround in this ball game because Sarah Miller obviously was not as comfortable as she has been in the past, but managed to pitch out of trouble in all four innings. We've seen it a time or two, and uh, like we said, Anderson did have opportunities early on in the game, was unable to get base hits. 
Sarah continued to grind on the mound and was continued to battle out of jams, and then finally the offense got started, and once they got clicking, you could tell Sarah's confidence really flipped a switch on the mound. Yeah, it really did. I mean, she pitched for the first four innings of the game, struck out four, walked two, gave up three hits, and as we said, she managed to strand in those first four innings for Anderson, five runners on base. Then McCool came in and picked up the save. She pitched three innings, gave up just one hit, struck out two, and walked two in the ball game. So, as you said during the broadcast, this was the perfect storm for Beth Goderwitz as she was able to pitch both of those pitchers basically an equal amount of time. We talked about it a little bit with her briefly last night just in the meeting and talked about staying hot at the plate. The offense did that, obviously double digits and hits. A lot of the young kids were able to come up with base hits for us. And then, like you said, the opportunity to get Sarah and Cam in the mound in the same game speaks volumes of kind of what we wanted to do here in the game one. Yeah, and when you look at the the way the Lions hit the ball here this afternoon, I mean, they picked up ten hits, two each from Sarah Miller, Casey Bramble, Maya Hodge, all picked up two hits. Maya Hodge had two RBIs in the ball game to lead the way for the Lions. One big error in that second inning, though, for Anderson, and that really opened up the floodgates for the Lions to pick up a couple of runs there. You just talk about kind of really taking control of the game about middle of the ways through. 6 nothing win. You look through this box score here. Aaliyah Tucker only one for four at the plate. So, I mean, that speaks volumes of kind of where this team is confidence-wise, offensive, offensively, like you mentioned. Just the bottom half of the lineup continue to get it done here for the Lions. Well, we said Miller, Bramble, and Hodge each had two hits, but elsewhere, Woodyard, Gabbard, Tucker, and Otto each had a hit for the Lions. RBI-wise, Hodge had two RBIs. Otto Bramble and Woodyard each had an RBI for the Lions here today. Two stolen bases on the afternoon, one by Tucker, one by Casey Bramble. But Fincham, another day where she played an excellent third base, came through with a big sacrifice bunt in the ball game. And that was back in the fourth inning of play when the Lions scored another two runs. You just talk about the youth of this team. I mean, you go up and down through the freshmen and sophomores, they're just – they're different. Their mindset's different. Their competitiveness is different. And then I think that senior leadership has really kind of grown, and you've seen this team grow as the season goes on, especially even in this 15-game winning streak as far as we've talked about the pitching. We've talked about the defense and the offense. And, I mean, this is a really dangerous team that we're talking about, Dave. And when you look at Anderson, I mean, they went with two pitchers here this afternoon. They, they came in with Kern, who started the ball game, and then they ended up with Cook, who came into the ball game late in the contest, but their head coach, Tony Holloway, has really been hamstrung by what has gone on with his pitching. Kern pitched the first three and a third innings, giving up five runs, all of them earned on eight hits, struck out two, and then Cook came in and pitched the final two and two-thirds innings, giving up one run on two base hits, did not strike out anyone and did not walk anyone, but really when his ace had to leave for a family funeral in Lexi Rankin. He knew pretty much talking to us this morning that it was going to be a tough road to hoe. Yeah, it's going to be a tough tough field of battle as far as injuries and, and kind of what they've had to endure as the season gone on. And obviously with Rankin missing the tournament, uh, it's never easy for a team, obviously. But, uh, again, they face this elimination game this afternoon to kind of keep their postseason hopes alive. And they will face Hanover in the nightcap later on today. 
Well, as we told you, we're efforting to talk to Beth Goderwitz before they kick us out of here. So we're going to take another break, and if we can get talk to Beth, we will. If not, we'll sign off. But I'm Dave Mitchell with Chris Morris. We'll be back with more right after this. In a world where cancer is almost a daily part of the news, one cancer isn't heard about enough. Oral cancers are increasing in the U.S., and as in my own case, most people know little about them. Like many, I thought that this was a cancer that impacted much older people who had used tobacco most of their lives. While that's still a problem, the fastest-growing segment of the people developing oral cancers are young non-smokers. A very common virus, one responsible for the vast majority of cervical cancers, is now identified as a cause of this rapid rise in oral cancers. Thankfully, in a fast, inexpensive, and painless visual and tactile screening, a medical or dental professional can often identify early-stage disease. So please, the next time you visit your dentist or your medical doctor, ask for this simple screening. Finding oral cancer in its earliest stages may save your life. Sport is the common denominator in the world. If there's any place where there's equality, it's really in sports. RISE stands for the Ross Initiative in Sports for Equality. We're dedicated to promoting understanding, respect, and equality in sports and beyond. With the country struggling with race, we believe it's time for the sports industry to come together and really unite the nation. We want people to speak up, take the pledge, and rise up against racism. And we'll rise up. I pledge. I pledge to treat everyone with respect, respect, and dignity. I will not tolerate discrimination or harassment of any kind. I will speak up. Speak up whenever I know discrimination is happening. And I will stand up. Get up. Rise up for victims. Take the pledge at risetowin.org. Dave Mitchell, Chris Morris back here in Transylvania where the Lions have won it by a final score of six to nothing here this afternoon over Anderson. Lions now 15 in a row. That's the longest winning streak ties a school record since 2019. They are now 28 and eight on the season while Anderson drops to 13 and 20 on the year. Now the Lions move into that 11 a.m. game tomorrow morning. We'll be on the air with the pregame show at 10:45 here on UltimateSportsTalk.com, and they will take on the winner of this next game between Franklin and Transy. Franklin won the first game earlier today, four to one over Hanover. They are now 20 and 13, and they'll take on the 26 and eight Transylvania Pioneers. That game's getting slated to get underway here in about 25 minutes from Hall Field in Lexington. The winner of that game plays the Mount tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. And again, we will have that game for you here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. So the Lions have won 15 in a row. The winning pitcher here today was Sarah Miller and the Lions looking to move on, Chris, as we head into the championship game in the winner's bracket tomorrow, and I don't believe we're going to be able to get Beth Goderwitz here this afternoon, as it looks like the Lions are just heading right out towards the bus. Yeah, it looks like as far as what they're doing on the facility side, they're trying to clear everybody out in between games, so 
hopefully maybe we can get with Beth Goddard later on tonight and yep. kind of get her thoughts on today's after, this afternoon's game. So we're going to wrap it up here from Transylvania. The Lions win it by a final score here of 6 to nothing. Our thank to Blake Watson for helping us out here this afternoon, bringing us all the information that we need. Just nobody better than Blake. And to Melanie, Wag- Melanie Wagner, who has helped us out, the athletic director, to Dr. Williams for granting us permission to bring you these broadcasts. To all of the sponsors, to all of you out there for listening, Chris, thanks a lot for joining me again here this afternoon. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Sounds good. And we'll be back tomorrow morning at 1045 with the pregame show as the Lions will take on the winner of game number three here this afternoon between Franklin and Transylvania. For Chris Morris, I'm Dave Mitchell from Transylvania. Lions win it 6 to nothing over Anderson. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 1045. Have a good night, everybody.